You are listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. For more information about Journey, please check out our website at journeychristian.com. We are a community of fully devoted disciples of Jesus who reach out to love our neighbors, serve the hurting, and develop leaders for ministry. Good morning, Journey. How are you guys doing this morning? I want to welcome everyone here today, as well as our online community. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Josh Tiaga, and I am the student director here at Journey, which means that I serve in high school and middle school ministries here. I've been here for three full school years, and at this point, man, I'm loving every single second of it. It's been incredible. I want to begin today by just thanking uh, Pastor Dustin. Pastor, I first met Pastor Dustin in the fall of 2019, where I was still in college, and I was sitting in my church ministry class at Liberty University. And as normal, our professor, he gets up to teach the class, but then he quickly begins to introduce the guest speaker, which side note, our class was held in this tower, which was very distracting because I would look out the windows and I just couldn't focus. <laughs> but our professor begins to introduce our guest speaker. It's one of his good friends who he had done ministry with in the past. And this was his, his pitch. He said, I believe that our guest speaker today to be the best in the nation at campus ministry, at school campus ministry. And with that kind of introduction, I'm bought in. I'm listening. And it was Pastor Dustin began to teach the class. I began to take profuse notes and write everything down, and I was captivated by his teaching, as we are on Sunday mornings. And I was sitting in my seat there in class only a couple months away from graduation, which normally, as a senior who's about to graduate, you know what you're going to do next. I had no idea. I had no idea what my next was. But I knew one thing for sure. I want to work for that guy. And then Pastor Dustin closes his lecture by saying something along the lines of, hey, I'm starting a residency program at my church. And if you're interested, come talk to me after class. So I did. And then months later, I got offered a position to be a resident here at Journey for the two-year pastoral training program. And then during that residency program, I fell in love with another resident named Brooke, and we ended up uh, getting married. So I found my wife. And now I get to work for Pastor Dustin, and he's letting me speak on this platform. And I say that to say that I'm very honored, and I'm grateful. And I'm truly, I'm blown away at how God has moved over the past few years in my life and here at Journey. God has clearly had a plan for Brooke and I here at Journey. Over our time today, I'm excited to share a word aimed for our graduates, but what I believe God insists to be a word for us all. And today I'm going to tackle a question that I believe every 18-year-old struggles with. Every 18-year-old asks, and maybe it's a question that you've been asking since you were 18. What is the meaning of life. And I want you to understand that people way smarter than me have spent thousands of years trying to tackle that same question. PhDs and philosophers tirelessly work to answer this question. What is the meaning of life? But I believe that the word of God offers us some simple direction. I think every human struggles with this question at some point in their life. We go about every single day searching. We're searching for purpose for meaning, for joy, for contentment, for peace, for fun. Ultimately, I believe we are searching for life. 
our graduates here today are at the beginning of their search. And I'm sure many of you in this room have spent countless time and energy pursuing the same thing, trying to figure out what is my purpose? How can I experience the good life? And if this hasn't been your experience, I, want, I know for a fact that it has been mine. I have lived most of my life living for myself. Pursuing what I want to do, what I want to do, when I want to do it, who I want to do it with, and who, what pleasures do I want today? Until one day, God gracefully met me. He met me where I was, and he revealed to me that life is so much more than my daily pleasures, my daily desires of what I want to wear, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to do today, who I should date what friend groups should I be a part of? What career should I go into? Life was so much more than that. And to understand this more, I want us to take a look at a book called Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. And if you have your Bibles or the, the Bibles in front of you, it's on page 571. Ecclesiastes is a book. It's argued to be written by King uh, Solomon, one of the wisest people to ever live. I believe this book teaches a practical message on how we can live in a fallen world. The book's overall tone is positive, though sometimes when it's taken out of context can be used to teach a negative worldview. But it isn't negative. It's a book of hope. It truly is a book of wisdom. It's how we can live well in this fallen world. It's an instruction manual on where to look for life, where to find joy, and where to find purpose. And the reason I, I'm, I'm passionate about sharing this passage today is because it's been so impactful for me. My story began with me living for myself, with me just going wherever I wanted to go, doing whatever I wanted to do, living however I wanted to live. And let me tell you, it was horrible. It always led to more brokenness and more hopelessness and lack of fulfillment. Let's take a look at the passage. Ecclesiastes 1-2 says, Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Josh, I thought you said this was positive. <laughs> Trust me. Continues in chapter 2, verse 9. The teacher says, I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. In all this, my wisdom stayed with me. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was my, the reward to my toil. Yet, when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. So I hated life because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me. All of it is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. What we just read, the man here in the scripture that we read about in Ecclesiastes has tried everything. He has searched for life in everything. And maybe that's you. Maybe you've looked for purpose or hope and fulfillment, and things that have only left you more broken, like I did, only to leave you searching again in something else, only to be searching for more. And that's what Ecclesiastes shows us. 
I believe it shows us truly that life is only found in Jesus and that life is only found in following God. Read with me Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. The, the whole book of Ecclesiastes goes through how this man has spent his time pursuing after different thing after thing after thing. And all of it has led him to believe that it's meaningless. And this is his conclusion is here. That life is only found when I follow God and keep his commandments. The teacher in Ecclesiastes has tried every other way to find life. In knowledge. In pleasure. In alcohol. In big houses. Beautiful gardens. Breathtaking pools of water. Silver. Gold. Entertainers. Mistresses. Power and authority. He had it all. Ecclesiastes 2.10 said, Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. He had whatever he wanted. He's saying here, I've tried it all. The, the, all. Everything the world has to offer. It is meaningless, worthless, vanity. It's striving after the wind. Hear me. Listen to me. Take my word for it. The only meaning in life can be found in following God. Following God brings life. And this world is full of temptations, distractions, full of lies telling you life is better when you can do whatever you want to do. I mean, just look at this sign. This is a sign that says, happily whatever you're after. Happily whatever you're after. I think this, this just kind of shows us in our culture, happiness is found in whatever you're going after. And this isn't saying anything's wrong with Disney. No, I just think it's so common. It's so normal. The happiness is found in whatever we're after. I think this is the motto of our culture. It's made to be pretty and attractive. To tell you that life can be found in whatever that you think is best. But I think the scripture here urges a better way to live. My testimony, and I'm sure many other people's testimony in this room, can arrive to the same conclusion that the teacher did here in Ecclesiastes. That we can find life and meaning in following God. So how do we do this? How do we actually fear God and keep his commandments? And I think the answer is found in this word resolve. Resolve. A few weeks ago, Pastor Dustin taught us in the Made for More series about Daniel. And Daniel was taken from his context. He was taken from his home, his culture, everything that he knew. He was taken from it, and he was placed in a new one, in a culture that didn't care about God, that didn't, didn't fear God or keep his commandments. And I love this story because I believe the story of Daniel is how we as a church, young or old, new believers or mature believers, can, can follow. Daniel 1.8 reads, But Daniel resolved... Not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. Daniel was literally taken from his home. And placed in a culture that did not care at all about his God. So in that setting. In that situation. Daniel had to make a choice. What was he going to do? What was he going to do? Is he going to surrender to the culture around him? What he's being told is supposed to happen. Or is he going to continue to follow God? He had a decision to make. Daniel 1.8 
shows us that he has resolved to follow God no matter what. Resolve means to, to firmly decide firmly on a course of action. So no matter the situation, I'm going to follow God. No matter what's going to happen to me, no matter the setting I'm in, the people I'm around, I am resolving right now to follow God no matter what. We resolve, we must resolve to follow God. Daniel understood this, that true life is only found in following God, despite what the culture around him teaches. And I'm not saying that as Christians, we're supposed to live in a bubble. No, we're not supposed to live in a bubble and just stay with us in our Christian uh, services. That's the opposite of what Jesus teaches. Jesus was accused of being friends with sinners. So we're, we're supposed to learn his word, follow God, and then go out into the world. That's what we're supposed to do. Jesus was being accused of being friends with sinners because he dined with sinners. But that's the thing. Jesus dined with sinners. Jesus didn't sin with sinners. Jesus resolved to fo follow his father's will, to fear God and keep his commandments. So graduates and congregation, how do we fear God and keep his commandments in a culture, in an environment, in a setting that doesn't care about God? We must resolve right now. We must resolve right now not to defile ourselves with the temptations of the culture. We resolve right now to follow God no matter what. And I'm excited to introduce you to students who I believe are living out what we're talking about here today. Two students, Brooke Adams and Callie Joy Agard. You guys can welcome them up. I want them to share their story with you because I believe it's powerful. And Brooke Adams, she, she is one of the most missional-minded people I've ever met in my life. And I mean people, not just students. Brooke cares about following God in whichever situation she's in, whether she's at home or at school or even here at Journey. Brooke has been a dedicated leader in our middle school ministries. So if you have middle schoolers, there's a good chance they interact with Brooke and that she's pouring life into them. And for that, I'm grateful. So please welcome Brooke Adams. Thank you, Josh, for those kind words. Hi, Journey. My name is Brooke Adams. Journey Students has been such a blessing in my life as I've grown in my relationship with God. I never grew up in the church, so my knowledge of Jesus was very small. And when I mean small, very small. All I knew was there was a man named Jesus and a cross, but that was it. Because I never learned the truth of God and who he said I was, I often looked to the world to shape my identity and purpose. But what I had heard and saw was that I was never enough. I never fit to the world's standard. And because of that, I tried everything to become enough, this only leaving me empty and broken. In sixth grade, I began to be bullied, and I took on the lies that other people said about me as truth. This caused me to develop an eating disorder, anxiety, depression, and even question if my life was worth living. But God was not done. It was really cool. Um, my friend's actually in the crowd today, but she invited me to a club at my school called FCA, which is Fellowship of Christ Christian Athletes. And there I heard the gospel for the first time and it changed my life. I decided to follow Jesus. And then she also invited me to an event at our, at our student ministry called um, Back to School Bash and then Summer Kickoff. And I was just so inspired because the truth of God was just like so cool. <laughs> 
So I started to learn um, more, and in ninth grade, I started to attend Journey Students regularly. And it was so cool because I got to learn that God saw me, He loved me, and He had such a great purpose for my life. If I still had a breath, God still had a purpose. This was completely different than anything I had known. And I didn't feel, though, that I was actually enough to live this out. So I was living one foot in and one foot out. And then COVID hit. And like many of you, this wrecked my world. My family and I moved to North Carolina. So I was away from all my friends, all my family, and everything I had known. And I hit rock bottom. And there I was like, okay, I just got to try Jesus. So I started to watch on our online campus for both students and Sundays. And it was so cool because I just found hope in the midst of so much despair. And I was encouraged to know God deeper. And in that time, I grew a relationship with God, not just a religion, but a relationship. Something that was so cool throughout it all was our student leaders continually loved me. They cared for me and they encouraged me. I was seen by them, I was known by them, and I was loved. When I returned to church physically 11 months later, they welcomed me with so much joy, like so much joy. They were screaming and hollering. It was awesome. I continued to grow my faith, and then I eventually started leading in our middle school ministry, and it completely changed my life. It was so cool to see how God used my brokenness to bring hope to students in similar situations. God never wastes pain. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Throughout all the struggles in my life, God was with me. He never left me, and he was working these all out so I could learn his character and learn hope. And now he's using this to bring glory to his name as I love others. God never wasted my pain, and he doesn't waste yours. Last year, I attended camp, and I felt the Lord calling me into full-time vocational ministry, and that's what I will do next. I want to encourage you, Journey. No one is too far gone for Jesus. You are not too far gone. God loves you. God sees you, and he has such a great purpose for your life. I also want to thank you, Journey, for your investment into the next generation. Not only does Journey students impact those who attend, but it is impacting our schools and our communities by sending out students into those places and bringing hope to the lost. I am a testament of this. If it wasn't for the invitation, I don't know if I'd be here today, and I don't know if I'd ever get into a church building and hear the gospel and hear the truth of God. But truly, I want to say thank you, and I want to encourage you. No one's too far gone, but also thank you and keep loving people well. Yes. Now I'm excited to introduce you Callie Joy Agard. And Callie Joy really is what her name is. She is joyful. Callie is one of the most joyful people I know. And yeah. Callie has been a dedicated leader and disciple of Jesus. She has poured into this local church for years and years now. And it's cool. If you have kids, there's a good chance because Callie speaks in the kids ministry. So there's a good chance she's teaching your kids the word of God, which that that's pretty cool. Um, She is a dedicated disciple in our, our middle school ministry as well. She leads our middle schoolers so well. 
And it's been cool for me to watch her grow, to develop into a loving disciple of Jesus, as well as a wonderful leader for his ministry. So with that, can you give it up for Callie Joy? Thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate that. Um, It has been such a blessing to be able to be here with Journey for my high school ministry and over the past four years. I could stand here and talk for days about how God has moved in my life, the stories, the promises, the faithfulness of how God has worked in my life throughout high school. God has shown me what a real relationship looks like with him. He's shown me how to know him deeper, how to experience him more, and that there's always a next step to knowing him. One of the biggest things that the Lord has taught me over high school is how to have a daily faith not a faith that is just reliant on a Sunday morning, but a Monday morning faith and a Tuesday morning faith. And it has been so gracious to experience what the Lord wants to teach me. Journey students, um, the student ministry here had made me feel safe and seen when I was just a little freshman. um, When I entered high school, I was lost. I was confused. I was a little broken. And I felt like, in all honesty, a kid who had just been lost in the mall. And Journey students, the leaders, the students, Josh, they made me feel at home. They made me feel welcome. They made me feel seen. The leaders there, they took me in. And one of my leaders was Brooke Tiaga. Brooke Tiaga took me under her wing, and she met with me for years. She was an example of what true discipleship looked like in my life. She met with me outside of church. And she discipled me. She took me with her when she was doing ministry. She took me with her. She taught me how to read my Bible. She taught me how to talk to Jesus the right way. She taught me how to know my Lord in a deeper and real sense. And I'm just so thankful for Brooke and what she did in my life. And Journey students, we have a saying that we want every kid to be known by name, loved, valued, and cared for. And Josh has really been just an exemplified of what this looks like. But truly, as a student in this ministry, I have felt seen. They knew my name. The leaders and journey students knew my name. But more than that, I was more than a name to them. I was a person who had been redeemed and who had a testimony with Jesus. And more than that, I was loved. The leaders and journey students made me feel loved. They loved texting me throughout the week. They loved sitting with me in service. They loved going to my sports games, even when it was pouring rain and in the 40s. And they loved doing life with me. The leaders and journey students valued me. They valued who I was as a person, even though I was just a high schooler. They valued how I was doing, even though I was just a high schooler. And the leaders there cared for me. They cared about how I was doing beyond the surface level. I was blessed with the opportunity to go to camp with Journey students this past year, and it changed my life. I'd always thought I'd known Jesus, but I got to experience him in a deeper way at camp and know him more and understand how he speaks so clearly to us and how he whispers instead of just screams. Got to learn how to lean into his voice at camp. Last year at camp, I was praying through what my next steps would be as I was graduating and I was leaving high school. And as I began praying, the Lord was pressing this verse on my heart, which was Acts 1-8, which is, you'll be my witness in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And that last phrase, to the ends of the earth, was a phrase that pierced me. 
And as I began praying throughout camp, like, Lord, what do you want me to do throughout high school? He just kept putting this verse on my heart. And it became clear he made a path for me to pursue global missions with the organization called YOM, also known as Youth with a Mission. And I'm so grateful that I was able to go to camp and the leaders taught me how to hear the Lord in a more clear way and how to hear him when he whispers to me. So it was because of that experience and those leaders who poured into me that I was able to do that. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. And I am so thankful for this past season that I have had with Journey. I'm thankful for the leaders who have poured into me here. But I'm also thankful for how Journey has prepared me for my next season that I'm stepping into. How they've equipped me to where I'm going next. I don't know what season you're in right now, but I do believe God is preparing you for what he wants to call you to next. May we lean in to what he's trying to teach us in the now, in this season, because we never know where he's going to take us. Journey students changed my life in the best possible way. Journey students helped me realize who I was in Christ, and I would not be here without the village who poured into me from Journey students. Thank you, Journey, for being a church that is dedicated to developing leaders. Church, would you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for just being a church and allowing me to have a church that cares for me, for cares for my friends who are still in high school, for my middle school students, for our kids' ministry, Lord. Thank you for giving us church who cares about the next generation, who equips the next generation. Help us to lean into the season that we're in right now, Lord, to learn from the season that we're in. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. If this message was a blessing to you, be sure to click the follow button and share it with your family and friends. For more information about Journey Christian Church, please go to journeychristian.com.